Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello Egg Chasers, this is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, and we have just had one of the great weekends of the rugby calendar, round six of the pool stages of the European Champions Cup, and it was everything we hoped it would be. Some some people crying into their beers, some people popping corks of champagne into the quarterfinals, and we will get into all of that um, with the usual trio that, that are here right now, uh, the same three that will be there in Madrid uh, during the Six Nations for our Tier 2 tour. More on that Sold in a out. minute. Sold out, done, gone. Uh, yeah. It's too late. Is it? Pretty Full much, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, no, we've filled out that room, so any more... Ah, right, so okay. any more, we've got to move rooms, so I've... Oh, uh, I guess we are sold out then. So, yeah. They are sold out, but still come along for the ride. Yeah, um, definitely. Because I reckon there'll be a couple of stragglers that don't get out of bed on Sunday morning. Well, it's going to be quite an early start, isn't it? Yeah, that's my prediction. Yeah, right, they'll so be. I think you'll be able to rock up on the day. There'll yeah. be a couple of spots, which is great for fire safety. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what we want. Uh, so, as normal, I'm Tim JB wearing his New York Jets pajama bottoms. This uh, this sort of get up here is what I bought in um, LaGuardia Airport. To sleep no, in. JFK. J- JFK, sorry. So uh, sleeping on the way back from our epic trip to New York in New- September. New York and Philly. And Philadelphia. And I highly the, recommend that one. I had the pleasure of sitting next to you dressed like that on a plane, <laughs> on a very full plane back to Manchester Airport. There you go. And Phil, is uh, you're, you're continuing to cultivate your Elliot Daly look. I, I am. I, it's, it's now... Have you run out of Cornerstone Razors? Is that what's going on? <laughs> no, I'm actually going to have to... Uh, ch- tweak my subscription online because i've got a, a backlog of them now i have got a backlog of razors it's it's more it's complete apathy and laziness tim uh it's now at the point where it will be about an hour for me to shave this off so i'm giving it a little bit of time okay cool right well uh, but before we get into the champions cup um there's been a lot happened since our last podcast so uh, i'm just gonna like, in quick fire fashion what we're gonna do is we are we're gonna run through a few things that have happened in the last week going to get into some champions cup then we're going to discuss international squads and the various stories around that um and and i'm sure there'll be some weird tangents um that we take along the way always standard so um firstly did you uh, just in no particular order um wales and scotland are going to have an, uh, an autumn international game Ugh. rubbish terrible yeah idea. i think it's a terrible I mean, idea gar- garbage idea welding unions you messed that one up i mean what would be the point in this? There are numerous rugby nations that want to play in that test window. The whole point of the autumn tests is to look at other to look at other teams and match yourself up against either the emerging nations or the Southern Hemisphere. Pointless. Yeah, it's just just underwhelming. Yeah, it's. I'd much rather see. Uh, any, I guess any of the Japan or Tonga or yeah. Georgia, like one of the smaller. Uh, nations from further afield than two teams that we all always see once a year anyway. Exactly. And we're going to learn not a huge amount new from it. I'm not even too sure they'll be taking... I mean, they take every test match seriously. But why would you take this one seriously? It's a, it's a, it just strikes me as a cash grab. They're, just, yeah. they're after the money, which is a little bit depressing. I understand bills have to be paid. I do get it. I, do, I, w- I will say, however, that I think it's lovely what they've done with it. They've, they've they called it, it the Doddy Weir Cup, and oh, okay. as as a, a lovely gesture to raise awareness. And I don't think they're going to be don. Well, they might make a, a, a donation. They will to, make a donation. Yeah. Yeah. No, no way they're not sure. making a donation. No, sure, but they, so they've called it the Doddy Weir Cup, and uh, and that's a lovely. Hang on, I hope this isn't going to be every year now, though. No, I, I don't think so. But uh, I'm, I, I love the fact that we can, we for the next what eight months now, we can um, we can joke or nine months, we can joke around um, that. 
tier two competition in autumn is sorted. Wales playing Scotland. <laughs> good, 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 good. Uh, so there's that. There's that. Uh, Bristol signed everyone. Who, why, who have they signed? Uh, uh, but, uh, nine, nine signings. Have they? Yeah, that all came in the same day. John Foa, the most prominent. Okay, so that's, that's that's been on the boil for some time now. The John Foa one. Yeah. Uh, who else, Tim? Um, oh. Was this like the first legal day of signing or something? something. No, they just made it a big weekend to announce it. And they did, they did these silhouetted pictures of all yeah. the players. Saturday oh, signing. Yes. Someone else did. Did someone else do, do this? Oh no! Sail Sharks did uh, uh, had a had a shipping container with Brian Majority in. If you remember, oh, did they? <laughs> yeah, wow! Signed up Saturday. The wrap up. Here we go. Um, so yeah, Bristol have signed loads and loads of players. Um, oh, now the, the here we go. John Afoa, Sean Moulton, Nick yeah. Sturzaker, the scrum half, okay. uh, the Australian scrum half, Jan Thomas, yeah. Ali Muldowney. Mul- Jan Thomas the prop. Yeah. Okay. Ali Muldowney. Yeah. Mm. Tiff Eden. Yeah, he's good ten. Okay. From where? Nottingham. Okay. Oh, okay. Harry Thacker. Good. Jake Heenan. Yeah. And Jordan Lay. Wow. They yeah. really uh, light up the premiership with that lot. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> underwhelmed. But... Um, yes. Now, Bristol fans will tell me I'm being harsh. Uh, this feels like the exact opposite to what they should be doing. I mean, they should be using the squad that they've already got, which is going to get them promoted again. And then they should be bringing through some new kids. And I know they're working very hard on their academy structures. And they are bringing through kids. But I just don't see what eight new signings... I mean, eight new signings is too much too quickly. A bunch of those guys are squad players, I would... I would yes. Which is exactly what they don't need. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's they've, exactly they've got, who you don't want. I mean, they've got surely a 40-man squad yeah. in the championship, most of whom will be decent premiership squad players. Yeah. So do you need to add more... I tell you what, Decent it is squad players that get in the way of kids. A couple yeah. of in, a couple of good signings that will be frontline players, as you heard here before. Anywhere else, fact: uh, Alex Livington is confirmed as a signing for Saracens. Good signing. Uh, Nathan, uh, Nathan Earl has confirmed he's going to Quinns. Hmm. Um, not not a bad signing. It yeah, doesn't, it doesn't really excite me. No, no. and a little alarm bell be going off they, that, that Saris didn't want him. Bearing in mind, I mean, they haven't got rid of Nathan Else to get in Alex Livington because Saracens are also bringing in David Strettle. It's are they thought? I have seen that. Really He's well. out of contract, and the the word the word that's the rumor that's flying around is potentially David Strettle could be moving back to Saracens. Hmm. Which yeah. Anyway, England's Nathan. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah. So. Undoubtedly, England like Saracens players, don't they? Because, well, they've got a Saracens, an ex-Saracens coach there. Eddie Jones was a Saracen himself at one point. Yeah. And as I've said on the podcast earlier on, uh, or sorry, in previous episodes, uh, Saracens, their success papers over the any perceived cracks there are in England, which is why English people should be very worried about Saracens looking <laughs> as exhausted as they are. Now, undoubtedly, Nathan Earl's prominence, or rise to prominence, the England team, has come because he's with Saracens. Would Nathan Earl be picked if he was with London Irish? No. Right. So why mm. on earth did they cut out the middleman and just go straight to Alex Lewington? Because <laughs> Alex Lewington must be surely in consideration for England if he's playing at Saracens. More on that in a little yeah. bit. Okay. In a little bit. Elsewhere. Ooh, uh, Dan, have we got a structure? Dan Bigger. <laughs> Dan Bigger waiting on a on injury report to his shoulder. Reese Priestland also looking out with a hamstring. Possibly Wales without two key fly halves for the Six Nations. How about giving Dan Jones a run? If he's Welsh, I hope he is. I'm sure he is. Yeah, patrol has been doing a job at fullback as well. Yeah, Chris Scarlett's looking good. So there, um, Mathieu Bastiaroux got a three week ban. Yeah, did, I, did you see some oh God, of the excuses they rolled out? <laughs> Uh, I, I saw Bougel out. He's he's now being investigated himself. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised after what he said. Yeah. To be honest. So what's been said now? Bougel has said something like, uh, "It it doesn't mean what you think it means. You shouldn't take it literally." It's commonplace. I've used. If, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not homophobic. Um, if, sounding a little bit like Trump. I'm the least. He didn't say this, but he sounded a bit like Trump. Going, I'm the least homo- homophobic person you know. Do you know what? And I've he, used that word. He also said. He might be right though. You know. Uh, Saying a homophobic thing isn't the same as being homophobic. No, no, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. He, he says it's common. It's, it's a common. It's in common usage. 
Um, he also said something like, if I call you a mother mother Hubbard, yeah. it doesn't mean I literally think that you sleep with your mother. That is a fair point. Which is quite an interesting way. And it's also, but it's like, you're supposed to be getting yourself out of trouble, not getting yourself into and, more and, trouble and, by and saying that. It's also very derogatory to those that practice incest. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So How would they come forward? Um, uh, the, 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 there's no defence for that word. He got a ban... About the right, about the right level. There's, there's a huge amount of outrage that it should have been more. I actually, the outrage, the outrage was outrageous. I mean, this, this is the bit which I can't quite get my head around. People, see, I know what you're saying. I know what no, you no, mean, no, and, no, I, and no, I'm no, with no. you. How, how about this, right? One guy gets called a naughty name, and this is bad. We can all agree it's bad. Okay, we've done that a bit now. And another guy gets a ban because he caused a concussion, otherwise known as a brain injury, to another man. And somehow they think that the naughty word is worse than the brain injury. And I'm thinking, this is, it's just perverse. Well, they're just let's not conflate the two. They're, they're yeah, exactly, exactly. They're not linked. They're there's... not linked. And people were outraged on, on Twitter. Maybe my favourite bit of Twitter uh, outrage over this whole thing <laughs> was a certain, um, shall we go into this? A, a certain mm. certain BT, BT Sports <laughs> contributor mm. who uh, he, he outraged and then... <laughs> he contributes to multiple different, multiple uh, different broadca- no, no. broadcasters. Do you know what? I, 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 that I've, was quite funny. It's uh, quite ironic. I, I don't. But, I, I don't. Well, I think. I think. Yeah. If you want to, his heart I, is in the right place. Yes. You know, uh, and in the past, he said it. Guess what? Just like Bastro said it. I understand exactly where he's coming d- from, and he's in the right to call Bastro out for it. But it just shows the dangers of being too virtuous. <laughs> I think that's quite enough on that topic. Yeah. I think we've already done it today. Yeah. So any, anyway, that that rumbles on with Boozalal now. Um, uh, didn't he actually say something about the, the the Welsh and the Irish clubs about being yeah, 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 that's the did. bit I think has been picked up on. I he like did. that bit. I did like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what else is there? The, the Quinns coaching staff have extended their stay. Way! What, all of them? Reward for... For... Mm. Oh, they've had some brilliant wins this season. They've had some tremendous wins this season. Yeah. They've also had some awful losses and... As we've said before, the most Quincy thing to do is have a brilliant win followed up by a terrible loss, or a terrible loss followed up by a brilliant win that doesn't matter. Yeah, well, I hope because they're good guys. They're good guys. I hope yeah. that the three whose contracts have uh, been extended by two years, John Kingston, Graham Roundtree, Mark Mapletoft, I hope they do lead uh, Quinns out of know, this um, mediocrity. Well, it's no, it's not. It's not mediocrity. It's inconsistency. It's inconsistency. Yeah. Well, if they can be consistent, yeah. they'll be challenging top four. Because on their day, they can beat almost anyone. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I'd say you know you kind of got to be cruel to be kind here. You're absolutely right about John Kingston, and actually, all the people that you mentioned there has been good people. But maybe everyone benefits from a change of scenery, and I think they've just got stale, and they need to go. And that's you know they've got six, maybe not need to go. They all need to be reviewed, uh, along with some of the senior players too. Well, clearly everything is being reviewed currently, so there we go. Yeah, but they're coming to the wrong conclusions. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we'll do the international squads because uh, England, Wales, Ireland, Scotland named their squads as well. All, all the home nations have named their international squads for the upcoming Six Nations. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and I imagine JB's phrase, downfall 2018, might get brought up. I imagine it will be. But let's talk Champions Cup rugby then. Round six, we know the quarterfinals. We know who got out of their pools. Uh, we know who's licking and their wounds and um, who's celebrating progressing right now. How do you want to do this? Should we just break down pool by pool? Pool by pool, yeah, let's do that. Starting, well, starting from the top, rather than going in uh, chronological yeah. order, should we start in pool one? Go on. Because I want to get it out of the way. Uh, this is La Rochelle's pool, the pool that Ulster topped until 3pm uh, today. They really threw it away, didn't they? Ugh. Ugh. I mean, I... I didn't actually watch all of this game. I saw the very start of it and the very end of it. Uh, why? How? Well, it's a dreadful game to start off with. Mm-hmm. Dreadful conditions, but both teams are playing in dreadful conditions. Uh, and it's two of the worst teams to play in this kind of conditions. It was very, very greasy. The pitch was really boggy. And two very good back lines weren't able to do anything. It yeah. just continually knocking the ball on. Um, but Wasps fared a bit better in the conditions. They didn't try and play too much. Oh, well, they did start off trying to play some attacking rugby and very quickly realised they could not get it outside the 13 channel. 
They just yeah. could not catch the ball outside the 13 channel because the, by the time it was getting out there, it was so slow. Every pass was like behind or up in the air. Uh, and it just, the game kind of broke down. Yeah. But Wasps had nothing to fight for. Like Wasps needed a miracle. Well, and they needed Harlequins win. Yeah. Which <laughs> they know full well can happen, even when Harlequins <laughs> have got nothing to play for. So but, maybe there was something on that. Yeah. And then they needed to beat Ulster by a bonus point, and they knew they could do that. Yeah. Uh, Ulster. Yeah. I mean, they've got everything, well, except for a 10, whose um, future looks bleak, and a pack. Yeah. You really, yeah. I don't know where you're going to get these forwards from. They've got, they've got kind of two outstanding forwards, and then everyone else is just making yeah. up the numbers, it feels like. Uh, you think what's the name will make a big difference next year? Uh, they got a lad from Leinster coming over. Uh, Murphy. Um, no. Jordy Murphy, no, because he's not the kind of player they need. What they've, do they need? They need, well, they they need what they've got two of, which is a big ball carrier number eight. Okay. But they can't get either of those two on the pitch. They're the Quins of the Pro 14. They could be great. I tell you what, Quins yeah. have a real hard-on uh, hard, hard with that Bothmer going down. Because he had a few... A few oh games. no, he wasn't a first. No, he's not. What? A front, he's not. A he first was a player. seriously, seriously good, or is yeah, a seriously no, good ball he, carrier. He's another the same as Lua Manu. <sighs> it feels like he's he's a big lad, huge. He'll he'll carry, nah. but he's nothing special. He's not. He's not I don't think he's really good. He's a squad player. It's yeah, fine. It's nothing. I've not seen. We, him. We, we get we're getting into. Not seen him, um, we're talking about their. We're talking about their. Got fifty points put on them. I thought. He, I, thought I thought he played really well. <laughs> okay. You'd had one more beer than me. <laughs> Maybe a few more beers than me. But let's give Wasp a little bit of credit. Bearing in mind, you know, JB's scathing criticism over recent years, saying they're a one-trick pony. Danny Cipriani. That that was conditions where you can't win a bonus point win with just a, a mercurial ten talent. They actually. They actually had to do something. They actually dug they? in. Their forwards. Ryan. Their forwards were good. Um, their, their forwards were I mean, good. They, the forwards, I, I, oh well, their forwards were better. I don't want to. I don't want to say good because yeah. Ulster were so bad. I, I, but their I, forwards I, were better, I, and th- you can only beat what's in front of I you. I think both these teams were so disappointing. We shouldn't give them too much airtime on the, on the podcast. They, Agreed. They didn't make the quarterfinals, and they had it there to to get there. And La Rochelle, someone tweeted in, in their first three games, they scored 130 points, uh, round numbers, 130 points. In their second three games, they scored 30 points. So, La Rochelle went from one of the brightest hopes in the competition. Well, your favourite to win the competition at one point. Yeah, after round three, they, they were. Well, I guess get all your heavy lifting done early. Yeah. So, La Rochelle go through. Uh, and on balance, they probably deserved it. Well, they did deserve it more than Wasps and Ulster. Yeah. And, if, yeah, yeah. and we've said it before, if I could have one player in the Avicii Premiership, it would be Bottier. Bottier's oh, class. Love that guy. Bottier is brilliant. And it's, it's, do you know what? It's nice to see with, with La Rochelle going through from this pool and then some of the other teams that are going through, and in the case of Glasgow, one team that picked up a really important win, which we'll get onto. It's nice to see really attacking attacking rugby come into the fore a little bit. Yeah. Um, and teams able to progress playing that kind of rugby, which I liked. Hmm. So yeah, well done, La Rochelle. No runner-up from this pool. It was a. Uh, I mean, if if the if pool three was the pool of death, which was coming to pool one was kind of the the pool of mediocrity, wasn't it? Yeah, really. It by the end of it, definitely. Yeah, the under the pool of just being underwhelming. Yeah. Then, JB, you all right there, mate? Yeah, I'm just trying to work out what's going on with my Wi-Fi. Gone. That's all right. <laughs> a couple of comments on uh, we've had a Hobbit feet. Uh, oh, yeah. people, are, people are glad to see your Hobbit feet back on uh, video Exactly, oh, well, they're not seeing anything on video at the moment Showing a bit of leg Yep, that's right, <laughs> that, that's why I'm so relaxed in my uh, current pose Because we're off the, off the old Facebook Live, annoyingly Okay um, Right, pool two Pool two, this was Saracens, Ospreys, Northampton and Clermont Which turned into a far more competitive pool than anyone ever actually imagined it would be Well, Ospreys, going into this well, going into the Champions Cup had won pretty much nothing. They were a laughing stock. And then performed admirably. So, there's this thing, right, about American presidents, and actually a lot of world leaders, where they have such a hard time at home, they go and do things abroad because it eases the pressure. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. And I wonder if for the Ospreys it's a similar sort of thing. Which <laughs> they hate the Pro 14 so much and they're so bad at it that <laughs> Europe was their, you know, their little outlet. I don't know. I, I think it, I might be talking complete non- nonsense here. Oh, yes. But a lot of... A lot of the Pro 14 clubs seem to have found the right balance between playing their best players or not playing their best players in the Pro 14 and having the wider squad. Yes. To playing their best, their strongest possible team in the the European Champions Cup. It's something that Leinster and Munster in particular. Well, and, Leinster and, and Scarlet are very fortunate because when they play their so-called lesser players, the intensity and the effort almost goes up because yeah. everyone is fighting for that first team, first team spot. Yeah. They are actual backups in the real sense of the word, whereas when someone else rotates, like Ospreys, it's, you know, you're bringing in kids. You're not bringing in bona fide first team players. Well, so there are three Pro 14 teams with home quarterfinals, which is pretty impressive. One of each team snuck in as the lowest ranked qualifier. Yeah, tell you what, that's some reward, isn't it, for being... Well done! You've seat. won six out of six <laughs> in a re- in, in supposedly the pool of death. You've won six out of six. Well done! Hit, have the double European champions. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't fancy that one. No, but but I was chatting to my brother about this one, and um, and and he said, I, I think it's relegation. I think or lack of, because, um, you look at the way that Glasgow Scarlets actually play rugby and Leinster as well to a degree they play a more mixed balanced power game as well they they have that confidence to to play that really much higher risk much higher reward offloading game because they don't have the spectre of relegation they also can develop those younger players into regular squad players and rotate them in because they don't have the spectre of of relegation in their domestic I think there's definitely definitely something in that and there there is and, and the times actually just to um, over the weekend, published a, a bit, a bit of information, um, some stats which Phil will love. Have you seen this? I've seen this. Yeah, yeah. The stats of minutes played in domestic leagues this season so far, not Champions Cup, just the domestic league Pro 14 or Avicii, um by British and Irish Lions players. So Courtney Laws, for example, has played double the game time of Ian Henderson, who who was the most used. Who is the most used Irishman in domestic rugby? Ireland have yes. nine nine out of the sixteen least used lions. Uh, Sam Warburton's been pretty sparsely used. The top ten used players that were in the British and Irish Lions squad are all England players. Yep. yep. It shows. And you have to go down twenty one places to find an Irish player. Yeah. Really. Out of the out of the thirty five people that were in the British and Irish Lions squad or whatever it was. Staggering. Yep. Now have you seen so it makes very interesting reading that. Have you seen Russ Petty, uh, who's a rugby statistician on Twitter? He's done some further analysis of this, which actually breaks that those that playing time down into how much is in domestic, so Avicii and top 14, uh, Avicii top 14 and pro 14, and how much is in European as a percentage of the available time. So Henderson... Ian Henderson has played 40% of the available Pro 12, Pro 14 minutes. Mm-hmm. He has played 100% of the available European Champions Cup minutes. CJ Stander, exactly the same. 38% in the, the Pro 14, 100% in the European. Connor Murray, 35% in, oh the, in the Pro 14, 98% in the European Champions Cup. So they're, they're clearly, their squad's... So I think it's it's partly the relegation. It's also partly the fact that there are in that league there are seven very good teams. There are seven pretty poor teams, mm. and against the good teams they'll play their strongest team. That's why you're seeing guys playing forty percent of the time. Against the weaker, they can rotate. They can play their younger players, mm. and they can build a bigger squad. So it is and the, part and of its promotion relegation. Part of it is the disparity that exists within yeah. that league. And the, the average premiership minutes of English, English, British and Irish Lions is double that of Pro 14 minutes by Irish, British and Irish Lions. Yeah. So so, yeah. so there's, there's a potential before, you know, understandably, Pro 14 fans that might have listened to us go on about the, you know, the Avicii Premiership best, uh, best league. Um, I I'm not going to move from that opinion. 
but I do think the Pro 14 sides that have qualified for the Champions Cup quarterfinals are outstanding rugby sides. Yeah. Um, and there's no argument there. But there's a potential explanation why, when it comes down to the fine margins, Exeter haven't managed to get through, or um, maybe a another. I mean, it has been, or equally, it has been a weird year for the Avicii. I completely agree. I think the other thing which the Pro 14 teams have learned to do is actually take advantage of the the norm relegation promotion situation. And they are all now starting to behave a little bit more like, uh, sort of like New Zealand franchises. So, I mean, And you can see the actual direct impact of people like Pivok, who is a New Zealander himself. Um, you've obviously got all of the influence... Um, in in the in the in the WRU and also Glasgow, Glasgow or another side that have turned to this almost like New Zealand style model. So there, there is a mix of things which is <coughs> leading to this Pro 14 success, and it's good. And the, the rugby they're, they're they're producing is probably even better. Oh, they're playing some brilliant rugby. I, I I don't want just thinking back of what we just said there. It could potentially sound a bit like I don't know sour grapes. Um, or no. we're being a bit, we're being possibly a bit negative on the Pro 14. No. Um, I don't think it is that at all. I think it's. No, let's we're, be, let's we're be clear: the, some... the Southern Kings would be out and relegated already, probably in, in the Avicii Premiership. Oh yeah, yeah. They'd and be, the Dragons. They'd be gone. So there's and the Dragons and Treviso and Treviso. Well, not Treviso; they're very good actually. Um, Zebra, they'd be gone. Zebra. So you've so linking to what you've said already and what JB said, the. the the highs, the, the the top sides are Car- outstanding. Cardiff would 100- the bottom sides are poor. Card- yeah, Cardiff as a squad would hundred percent get relegated from the Aviva. Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah, they are they're awful. <laughs> uh, there you go. So Paul two finished up with, um, yeah. Saracens again. We talked about it last week. Northampton, when then it looks like they're gathering a bit of momentum. Yeah, getting back on the rails. Wallop every time. Have Saris in your face. Saris just <laughs> they just demoralise them. Don't continually demoralise them. Yeah, this was Saris back to their best. They knew they had to score points to have any chance. They knew it was out of their hands because if if Ulster had won, mm-hmm. Saris are out. Um, but they did enough. Now, Saris, interestingly, so they qualified eighth. They are the only team to qualify with three wins. Okay. Everyone else has got four or more wins, which means everyone else has won away at least once. Um, Saracens have won away once, but they lost at home yep. to Clermont. But Saracens have got the best points for in the entire competition. Well, that's because they played Northampton twice. That is because they played Northampton twice. But um, Toulon and Bath played Benetton twice. Benetton, I mean, I'm not just saying this for comic effect. They're actually quite a gritty team. Oh, let's and, not even talk yeah. about them. They finished bottom of their pool. Yeah. We're talking about but, the Champions Cup. This is what was in my mind when I was watching Northampton. Oh, sorry. When I was watching Northampton. Do you remember that bit from Karate Kid? <laughs> Get him a body bag. It's over, man. It's over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they are done. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, just going back to Benetton. Just remember, they were, um, <laughs> they were two course. minutes away, right? Two minutes I away. I don't care. From, well, they, they finished well, how, how do you know you don't care? If you, if, okay. if, if you, if from beating really. Scarlets and also from beating Toulon? Uh, oh, God, yeah. Scarlets, Toulon. I mean, as as great as Scarlets are, it all could have been ended uh, in Parky Scarlets by Treviso. Well, they also Benetton. they also finished absolute bottom and scored the fewest points in the entire competition. Well, yeah, but they are improving. <laughs> uh, they are improving. I'll give them that. Uh, and we're not—we're on pool two anyway. We are on pool two. Um, so Saracens completely dominated. Looked like Saracens again. That new in in the rugby uh, in our, in our rugby fantasy rugby draft, we might all be um, jostling for position to try and get that new Saracens number eight. Yeah, he looked quite handy. The, the Tongan lad, young Tongan lad. Uh, who's, the v. who's this? No, no, it doesn't, no, no, doesn't matter, Jay. Vunapola, 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 young Tongan lad, Vunapola. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll sign him. <laughs> uh, and Claremont did what they needed to do. I think Claremont are going out next round again. Osprey, I just can't. I think back to going that out. Yeah, I do. home quarter final. Yeah, I think back to uh, Osprey's at home with the ball, 
what just go for the jugular. Yeah. But just uh, it's they easy. Must, it's easy to say that now, but they must be kicking. They must be kicking Reese Webb for kicking the ball out. Yeah. Wow. No, they were they were celebrating like, like even in the post match interview that I had with Justin Tipperick, the the man oh. of the match. He used the phrase he you know it was like a Freudian slip, but it was it, it demonstrated the mentality potentially. He said, "Oh, the the big forward effort got us that win." So oh. they, they were thinking of it like it was a real huge positive. What what a bonus! No one expected us to. Everyone expected us to lose to Saracens, and we've we've drawn with them. That but, is such a disappointing mentality. Mm, yeah, I, agreed. Well, it's hospitals for you. Um, yeah, Reese Webb as well. I mean, to think he had the Saracens line at sixes and sevens, he's thrown a dummy. You know, they look like they're going going somewhere, and they've had success against Saracens pretty much all game, and done bigger can kick from anywhere. And Saracens were shattered. Yeah. Then they had two hookers on the pitch, Jamie George playing in the back row. Yeah. Pool three's interesting. Pool three <laughs> pool. was tasty. The pool of death. We we got this wrong as well. We, we did. Big I mean, time. For Leinster to go through this pool, six wins is phenomenal. Yes, it is. Six wins and exit to Saracens in the quarters <laughs> is devastating, isn't it? If they don't beat Saracens, it'll mean nothing. If they beat Saracens, I think they they, they do the whole thing. Probably. Yeah, they're, they're, they, if they beat Saracens, they are clear favourites. Yeah, their finals come early. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good win. For Leinster over in Montpellier, mm-hmm. they ground that out. But the big talking point here is Exeter, knowing knowing a win will take them through, going to Glasgow, who had not won a game, were completely out of it. Were only playing for pride, and Exeter were blown off the park. Right, they were what was it twenty seven seven? Yeah, so uh, until Exeter made it respectable. If I'm right, and I suspect I'm wrong here. Last week, Glasgow played a team with, what, three scrum halves in it? Glasgow played a weakened team last week. It it wasn't Glasgow with their internationals. So riddle me this then. Why do teams do this? The Tigers did it, and Glasgow have done it, which is they played a weakened team away, and then they put all their stars out at home. I can kind of see Glasgow. For the fans. It's it's pride at home, and your fans who are paying the season ticket, they want to see... They want to see Stuart Hogg. They want to see more... And everyone else. I mean, that's very rich, though, from a Pro 12 team, because 14 team, because that, they don't do that in the Pro 14. So why they do it on a game that doesn't matter is beyond... I mean, that, if, that is why Leicester did it. Yeah, so the last one makes more sense to me than, than the Glasgow one. But then what about the fans that travelled all the way to cast? Yeah. It was a full house at Glasgow, including Exeter fans. Um, and, yeah, there was only one man in the back line that remained from last week's game. Um, and that was Hugh Jones. Um, everyone else were international calibre and into the side. Drop back in. And Stuart Hogg's like he's never been away. Yeah, Stuart Hogg looked sharp, didn't he? Yeah. Looked really sharp. Every time I see Stuart Hogg come back from an injury, or like if I've not seen him for a while, I, I don't know why, but I always have this perception that he's going to be a yard off the pace. No. Definitely not. Yeah. He I- doesn't... He doesn't look like he should be anywhere near as good as he is. No, or as fast as he is. Yeah, he's so fast. He he's so like he's, sharp. He always looks like he's carrying a, you know, just a couple of extra pounds. Yeah, he looks like a scaffolder. Yes, he's probably he not quite. He's, he's not very scaffoldy. Not, not quite the weight of a scaffold. Scaffoldy. He does. Yeah. He does look like he should be. Him, and, him, him and Gary Graham throwing, <laughs> throwing scaffolds. Yeah. Um, up. Very very disappointing for Exeter Chiefs. Yes. Um, Hang on. Who does? Ha- who has a scaffold company? Which professional rugby player? Little, tri- I little <laughs> trivia quiz for you now. Steve Diamond has a construction company. He, he does Diamond Construction. <laughs> <laughs> and it, who is a professional rugby player who has a scaffolding company? Come on, boys. Well, Liam Williams used to. He used, oh, to, he be used a, to be a scaffolder. He used to be a scaffolder. scaffolder. I don't know whether he had his own business. Someone has got a scaffolding company. Come on. I have. Uh, Surely it's someone South Walesian. Do you know what? You're not far off. It isn't someone South Walesian, but someone with strong South Walesian links. Um, the Vunapolas. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Played in Wales. Now plays in England. Is English. Ross Moriarty. No, he was. Uh, he's English. So yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he's English. And he's, he and he and he make a great scaffolder. Someone so the hill. English. Nope. <laughs> Ready? I have no idea. Thomas Francis. Ben Morgan has a scaffolding company. Does he? Does he? Yes, he does. Wow. Fair play. Right, I, I want to dig into this. Rugby player businesses. 
Oh yeah, yeah. There's some, yeah. Uh, there, there's some crack. I mean, most of them, are, most of them are coffee brands. Yes. Yes. But there are also some yeah. other people. Interesting. Or the more, the more kind of normal. The better. We're not not we, built on companies, we coffee don't, brands. We don't, yeah, or, we don't yeah. coffee or, or... brewers. Yeah, none of that. Or uh, personal training or fitness no. books, James Haskell, James Haskell. Or none supplements, James, James Haskell. Haskell. None of that. Or DJing, James Haskell. Uh, DJing, that would be the interesting one. <laughs> DJing, well, yes. There's a lot. Autorack does some DJing. Um, I think... Oh, I, uh, proper I, church. Church, yeah. Keen Healy does some DJing. I think mullet hyphen dicky. James Haskell's got a DJ agent. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gets books for things, though. Oh, I know who the agent are, because some of my friends are... Uh, yeah, I know who they are. There we go. Um, yes, so Exeter will be very disappointed. From now on, by the way, and we'll get onto the England squad in just a little bit, but whenever we refer to the Exeter Chiefs number seven from Saturday, we will now refer to him, in protest of his non-selection for international... We will now refer to him as non-armand. <laughs> non-armand. Until he, we will, we will only not call him non-armand when he's, uh, when he's finally, which will never happen, selected by Eddie Jones. So I chatted to Don Armand this uh, this week. Non-armand. For, uh, non-armand for uh, R- R- Rugby Dungeon. I've not listened yet. Was he good? He Very is. Very interesting. You know, there is a certain mentality you get from the Chiefs. And he fits up per- like perfectly. You know, in the same way that Gareth Steenson did. Just a really well-rounded in, um, individual. They all seem to be cut in the same sort of mould, and you can. I think that must be something that um, what's his name Baxter Baxter looks for. I think it's like a certain humbleness. I think he looks for it, and I think having seen many an interview, I know Tim, you've had the pleasure of interviewing Baxter many times. Many times. Um, having seen him speak repeatedly, it's something that I'm sure will rub off from Baxter onto the players yeah. because he just exudes that that rugby mentality that S- slightly slightly yeah. humble in the in the most real sense not the yeah. sweeping a changing room with a broom backwards look, sense look yes. at me doing this yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's um, doing it for the right reasons rather than people looking at you yeah reasons. so if you ask anyone in ex- uh, well when you, I don't know if it's, it's how the media, media train or what but it's always focused on the improvement and what they can do to improve yeah which so, is what so, always impresses me so for example in the Glasgow game uh, there's, I think I would have been upset if I was Rob Baxter about the yellow card penalty try. The Nick White. The Nick on, the, yeah, on, on Nick White. That looked. It's just the four and fourteen <laughs> points were scored by Glasgow afterwards. Yeah, but we can we can talk about the incident. But Rob Baxter's response was, "I've spoken to the referee. Um, it's com- it, it's a bit confusing, but to be honest, I don't want to f- focus on that because there was much more that we could control." And we should never be in a position where we're, where where that sort of a decision costs us. And that yeah, he's right, like amazing. And also on the England thing, I, I said to him uh, before the game, um, you know, you got five ch- chiefs in the. I didn't say chiefs. You got <laughs> you got five chiefs in the England squad, which is brilliant. But I'm sure there's several more involved today that that will feel they've got a point to prove um, and will be disappointed. And he said they're playing for Exeter. Every, that that means you should be expecting to be considered for your national team. You're playing for Exeter, so absolutely go out there and make a statement. You're yeah. playing for it's the like, champion, champions of England. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I love it. You're right. He's a, he's he's brilliant. It's great yeah. mentality. So I think he picks the players who have it in them anyway. I'm sure he brings it out even more because of the it's way exacerbated. He, the way he conducts himself. How the hell did you know? I mean, I, this is what I couldn't get really from, from the interview. How did he know about Don Armand? I mean, he had a handful of Stormers games, and now he's pushing. He's probably the best back row in in the Premiership, or you know, he's top five. Yeah. Or as our friend CJ would say, he's in the conversation. <laughs> he loves saying that as yeah, well, he does, doesn't he? I wish he'd stop saying that, actually. Um, yeah. So how did how did he know? Or did he does he just create these great players? I, I love what they've done with with Kvesic too. So. They basically hid him, so everyone has forgot what Kavezik is like. <laughs> and then they're going to reintroduce him, and, and, and said, "Grow a beard as well." Yeah, shave, shave your head. head. Look, shave, he, shave your head. Grow a beard. How good does he look with a shave, with a shaved head and beard? He looks nails. Still got great quads. He looks like that. Um, what's the name of the dwarf in Lord of the Rings? Oh, good. Gimli. Gimli. Yeah, he does look like a dwarf. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> a warrior dwarf. Uh, and then they bring him back, and now he's got that Exeter sort of taint, taint rather than the rather than the. 
Gloucester stink. He's got the edge of the, 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 the saying. And so when he cheats at Rux, it was, oh, no, no, no. He knows what he's doing. He's, yeah. he's well coached. They know exactly what they're doing here. <laughs> so yellow card penalty try for you or not? Cause no. Because that, that, that was a huge no. decision. It cost the seven points for Exeter then, which Glasgow may have got anyway, but then 14 points coming straight afterwards in quick succession. For me, definitely not. He was wrapping his arms trying to make the tackle. Uh, it, it was unfortunate, but it was in the process of the tackle. Is my view? Hmm. I, I completely, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Interesting. You know, different people have had different opinions. I saw Brian Adriscoll on the BT Sport highlight show say he thinks he thinks Roman Poit got it right, um, um, and that he, that you know players will will try and put the hand out and make it look like they're tackling when actually they're trying to knock the ball on. But I just, I just don't think that was. It happens so I, fast, yeah. and there is. I mean, I Brian Adriscoll's played a, a slightly higher level than us, so and it, well. he, maybe, maybe he would know. And but. he he does see things. He's one of the yeah. best brains in rugby, but, but I just I just can't. That, I do not it, believe anyone tries to disguise a knock on. Well, that, anyone tries that to just on. that happens so fast. Nick, I'm, I am I firmly believe that Nick White did not know whether the ball had left his hand or was still in yeah. his hands because it was so fast. He can't have consciously known the ball will be released, therefore I will put my arm there. He just tried to take man and ball. Um, and, and yes, they would have scored if the pass had gone to hand. It would have done. It would have done, but... But it, it wasn't... A, the important point, I don't believe it was a deliberate knock-on. No. It was a knock-on, but it wasn't a del- deliberate knock-on. So just me with this bit of a stream of consciousness now. Um, what else do you have? What else do you bring? <laughs> to the table, yeah, Jay? what else do you have? Great shout. Uh, Glasgow... What do you think they're going to do next year without Finn Russell? How do they move this thing forward? So are they bring because they've got Peter Horn there, yep. who's not a bad player. Are they bringing anyone in? Rory, Jacks- Rory, Jackson, Rory Jackson, Adam, Adam Hastings so, and Peter Horn. So Jackson's been playing 15 yeah. a bit while... Um, yeah. they, they use Jackson while Hogg's a, a lot, don't they? In like, doing a lot of different things. Yeah. So they've got Jackson. Who else? Hastings. Hey, oh, yeah. He's tra- training with the, Eng- with the Scotland squad. Yeah. Was he the Hastings who was at Bath? Bath, yeah. yeah. Same one. It wasn't so good last time I saw him play. Yeah, I think I... An awful game last time I saw him play. I'm pretty sure he was there the game I was when they played Wasps last year. He started and he had a torrid, torrid time. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they're going to do what they did with Finn Russell and go out into the clubs and try and pick someone up and, and develop them. Finn Russell was playing like level, you know, some stupidly low-level rugby before he came into into Glasgow. Mm. So uh, they've, you know, they've got to have some sort of plan afoot there because uh, well, know, I, got, I, don't, I don't know if you know this, but you need a ten. They've got th- they've got three fly-offs in their squad, but it will be interesting to watch. Uh, but they did turn on the style. I, I I I think Rob Baxter is right to point out that Exeter had much more they could control than a referee could control, and they should have taken care of business themselves. Mm. But that decision was critical. I would I'd be fearful now if I was playing them in in the Premiership. Well, we've got a few weeks to wait. Yeah, it's uh, Anglo-Welsh next week. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> right. So well done to um, to Leinster, and, and and that's that for this pool. Yeah, the only escapee Mont- Montpell- from this pool, yeah. which which does show just how tough it was, yeah. how strong it was. Yeah, it is. When you look at two coming out of the pool with with Benetton in, it's. I'm glad they've rectified that. You have to qualify. Um, oh no, no, that was the case already. Did Benetton qualify? No, they didn't qualify. There had to be one Italian side. Yeah, yeah. So they, they've Benetton, got rid of. They've got rid of that. Yeah. Previously, you'd have Benetton and Zebra. So when you had the twenty-four teams and the, um, or was it twenty-four? Or, yeah, twenty-four teams and the six pools. You always had two pools that were kind of always going to get the two runners up from. Yeah. Treviso weren't actually that bad this year. And it was ex- the best version of Treviso for years. Yeah, I I would agree with that they are still There's the, the weakest still bit, yeah. weakest team in the comp. That's pool three then. Yeah, pool four, which was Leicester's pool with Cast, Rassing, <sighs> and Munster. Some awful games. Some awful matches. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, what, what can you say? Uh, the snow was a great level. I just don't understand what Leicester was were thinking. Um, I mean, they. Their their behaviour as a club over the last two weeks has been baffling to me, and it's also been demoralising to the entire squad. So you know you put out your reserves and you hope to get a reaction, and someone at least put their hand up for first team selection. 
None of that happened. Get smashed thirty nine nil was it? Yeah, and then so you get rid of them all and you bring in the first team, and the first team get beat handily, and they're talking about pride. Well, and they're playing in front of like an em- you know relatively empty stadium by their standards. Well, it's a great it was, was eighteen thousand there, which is the same. Eighteen thousand, I think so. Which no. is the same as there was in round one. Well, if there's eighteen thousand there, I take it back. But it looked like there's a lot of empty seats to me. And Leicester, they started poorly conceding those two tries. Mm. I was I was listening to this when I was driving in the snow from uh, Peterborough back to Manchester. Um, yeah, they, they conceded those two tries. And then after that, they actually got their acting gear. Yeah. They actually turned it around. Now, it was interesting. So, again, I was li- listening to this, not watching it. The decisions in the last few minutes where Leicester were camped on Racing's line got a couple of penalties. Mm-hmm could have slotted the three for the draw but chose not to and ended up losing which meant that Racing went through uh, instead of who would have gone through had Leicester taken three points uh, well the, hmm who else got 18 so Racing finished on 19 uh, Saracens made it through so who? it would have been Wasps I guess and yeah then- because uh, yeah. Racing would have dropped back two points, right? They got four points in this game. Yeah, so Racing would have been level, and then it goes With to wasps. points. So Wasps, whose points difference is better than Racing. <laughs> so that, so, they, so there you go. That that makes that, perfect sense. Actually, then. Now, what, what Leicester fan would have been happy with a draw <laughs> to send Wasps through? So yeah, no chance. Even though, yeah, it's a good point actually. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, I. I worry for that club because they're still the greatest club in England. Um, they're still the best current, the best fan base. Yeah. Uh, they have the best history, which we can't take away from them. But recent history? Dreadful. I mean, they're currently eighth in the Premiership. They're meant to be... They're not, just, they're not meant to be just competing, like being competitive in Europe. They're meant to be aiming to win the thing. You know, this is Leicester Tigers. They're meant to be wi- aiming to win the Premiership. And their Eight last championship, dead last in in, well, in the table. Their last two years in Europe have been awful, but awful. At this point, is any Tigers fan saying, "Thank God we sat <laughs> sat Richard Cockrell," and thank God we gave Aaron Major six weeks, yeah, and then sat two games him. and binned him off. Yeah, I mean, it's just it is. Uh, the more that this goes on, I don't even blame Matt, Matt O'Connor really. I blame basically. Cohen, and I also think that I mean, the way they're selecting their players and bringing them in is bizarre. I mean, the head coach doesn't do it; someone on the board does. So there's, there's all sorts of weird things going on there. I think they, um, like Quinns, need to have a full and frank review of everything. But the other game in this pool was a fairly easy victory, uh, delayed victory because of the rain for Munster, who hammered Cast forty-eight-three. Yep. And is that what it was in the end? That's what it was in the oh, end. Oh, good God. And Munster, who have been one of the best teams, who've booked themselves uh, a home quarterfinal against Toulon, mm. um, which I don't think they'll fear. Um, and they've also... So they've come gone through with the most uh, parsimonious, stingy defence in the entire competition. They've conceded the fewest points Do you know in what the group stages. They have also gone nice. through with one of the best... Twitter accounts of any rugby club. Oh, and I learnt this on Friday night, or was it on Saturday? I can't remember what day is it today. Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> I think it was Saturday. Whenever it was that Munster um, had Ospreys in the British and Irish Cup. Uh okay. They handed over their Twitter account to Sam Arnold, their centre, their centre, who was oh, who sorry. was right, who was live tweeting about the Munster A versus Ospreys A British and Irish Cup match. Um, use it and here's I've written down a selection of his tweets uh, first one here outstanding work rate from Stephen Fitzgerald more commonly known as Turnip due to his strangely shaped head <laughs> tracking back to prevent an Osprey score 7-0 um, then later on Turnip head Fitzgerald applying the pressure second half is underway <laughs> 61 minutes, Sprout Fitzgerald is on, the younger of the root vegetable Fitzgerald family. And 79 minutes, a chant of Ale la turnip rings out as Fitzgerald <laughs> makes a cracking half break. That was just a selection of uh, some of the battles. I just, I think that's a great idea for, for Anglo-Welsh Cups, English English clubs, hand your Twitter account over yeah. to 
a, a first teamer. Definitely. Who and let, let them take the like mickey. Be brilliant. Get hold of a Twitter account. Well, no one at Wasps other than Haskell is getting a look in, are they? No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is fair. Um, <laughs> like, Freddie Burns strikes me as having quite a good, good sense of humour. I bet, yes. he, I bet yeah. he'd be good at it at Bath. He's normally quite good fun on his uh, Instagram. I, th- uh, I think I'd hand out, for sale, I'd hand out the password to Yard, Denny, <laughs> and O'Connor. They'd live tweet the first half. Half time, they'd be on a taxi into town. <laughs> the second half, they'd be live tweeting their night out. Um, and then JJ would be joining them later on <laughs> yeah. to pour some champagne on the floor. Who else would they be? Who else would they be? Uh, yeah, that's actually not a bad, that's not uh, actually not a bad idea, Tim. Yeah, I quite I like, like that. that. I like the way you say that's not a bad idea instead of that's a really good idea, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's really not a bad it? idea. It's a really good idea, Munster, who did it. Yeah, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. So, uh, Avicii sides, Welsh sides, take note. Anglo Welsh Cup this weekend. Get it done. Yeah, do you follow any rugby teams on Snapchat? I, I don't. I haven't. I haven't done Snapchat. I don't do Snapchat. Yeah, I have got Snapchat because. Do you know why I've got it? Because the guys in green and gold decided to use Snapchat for something. Okay. And, then, and also the England banner had. I just don't understand how a rugby team can communicates with people via Snapchat. The, the only time I, I did, I, I take it back. I did have Snapchat for a short while, and all it ended up being was um, friends of mine sending pictures of the poo they just had. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hmm. so. That was that was the only kind. That that was the sort of the one thread of messages that I remember. I knew I didn't have Snapchat for well. I thought it was several reasons, but now there's one clear reason that tops them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so well done, Munster. Yeah, because Munster have looked pretty handy, mm. uh, and they're going to this with some confidence. Shall we pause? And yeah. Pull three. Pull four. That is. Uh, oh, that was pull four. That was pull. Oh, four. we've only got one more to go. Then let's get through pull five as well. Let's do. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So pool five was, there were lots of different permutations of this pool, but probably the best, well, maybe the best one. I'm a bit disappointed to see Bath didn't make it through. They probably only have themselves to blame. 100%. For not getting that bonus point at home. Uh, against a very good Treviso side. Against, against side. a very gritty Treviso side, Benetton side. Benetton, Benetton side. Benetton rugby. Yeah. Um, but Scarlets have been, they've produced a couple of the, the best performances of the tournament. And their win against Toulon to win it was a point in the end, wasn't it? Um yes. that is a mighty fine victory. No matter what you say about Toulon, they are littered with stars and enormous stars so, as well. It's interesting I looked at this team yesterday when they were coming out, I was like, You say they were littered with stars. Not so much actually. I mean, you know, the fly, uh, the, the scrum off uh, is basically, you know, a guy who got got well, he's a bit rebels and then he got relegated from uh, the Premiership. They had Radrada, who is not really a rugby union player, was playing in the centre. He did all right. I mean, he did. I, all, he, he did. He did all right. Very well, actually. But I he, suspect he, he, he's a better fit to that game no, than Bastro would have been. They, they are stars. You had a hundred cap World Cup winner Marnonu, but they, they are stars. But what I don't understand is, like, what has happened? For example, what has happened to Samu Manoa? Like, he was. I remember him being. The most destructive ball carrier in the in the Avicii um, Premiership, big hitter as well, unplayable. I don't know what it is. Well, actually, I was going to say I don't know what it is about the strength and conditioning in Toulon. I think it's I th- I don't know if there is any strength and conditioning in Toulon, and therefore <laughs> he just he just looked in completely ineffective when he well, came on. He is not necessarily the best professional on earth. There is that, 
And also, he's actually quite old now. I mean, I think he might yeah. be 33. Yeah, See, that's that's not old for, old. for a sec, second row back row. Second row back row. Um, but I, I think what you say is, if if there's any question, well, if you're not massively motivated individual, you're going to struggle going yes. to Toulon. From from what we hear about the setup there, and when they did win their three back to back titles, it was because of you had Bucky's Berta, Johnny Wilkinson, and Matt Gitto, Gitto, Rousseau, yeah. Carl Heymans, you know, you, you, you and were, Carl Heymans. Yeah, so you had. Where I think the difference is, they still have unquestionable stars right throughout the team, but they don't have those guys were stars and they were leaders as yes. well. And I look at this team and I look at Nonu, Radrada, Peterson, Ashton, no, who are all stars yeah. and they've they've done huge things. They're not going to grab a team by the multiple, scruff of the neck, though, multiple are they? World Cups with them, but they're not leaders in the they're same. Not, they're not going to say I, training is optional. Yeah, and do you know the other thing as well? Like you look at the pack. The guys you mentioned, like Ali Williams and Bucky's Botha, I mean, they could win games at eighty percent because of their experience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas uh, Sammy Manoa, as good as he is, he isn't a world class international with that sort that with that level have, of experience. He doesn't have anywhere near the same level of experience. Yeah, he's a very nice player, actually. No, 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 no. I know. Just the comparison between what he looked like playing against Scarlets and what I remember of him. When yeah. he was playing for Northampton, and I wonder if that's kind of a scheme thing as well, and how Northampton would deploy well, him. And... Well, no, it's more than that. It's just like at the very least, when he has the ball and he's running forward, he should be hard to stop. Yeah, what has happened? Mm. And it could potentially be that there isn't that discipline, there isn't the training, strength and conditioning, and there you go. But they are through again. Yes, again. So last year they snuck through as the uh, lowest score in the eighth place. This they're not. In eighth place, that honour goes to Saracens, but they're probably the most disappointing of the teams that mm. have gone through, I would say. And they go, as we just mentioned, to Munster. Uh, and Munster, in my eyes, are decent favourites for that Scarlet's, one. Scarlets, however, wow, having lost their first two games to qualify top of the pool is amazing. They are, su- I, they are super dangerous too. I don't think a team has done that. Lost their opening two games. Probably not, yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, on that really, I was there in uh, Lanethley on in round two when they had that howling wind and yeah. rain defeat to Bath. I would never have thought that they would be the same team that's served up what they've served up the last couple of weeks. So just tell me then, um, what are the matchups for the quarters? We'll get into, we'll get into that in a bit. Yeah, we'll do we'll run through that at the end. But Ke- well, Ke- Ken not, Owens was absolutely outstanding. It's not predictions. Well, yeah, there's no real. We're not going to predict Anglo Welsh because. We, we just simply don't know. Okay. Um, Ken Owens was absolutely amazing. It was so tense. It, it, it was awesome. But it was as much as we talk about the Scarlets' attack, their defence was huge, absolutely huge. And in, in, in Ty Byrne, who everyone seems to be talking about at the minute, just uh, my advice to any side playing against Ty Byrne is just, just don't form a ruck near him. <laughs> and I, I, to the extent I think we should, we should when Scarlets are playing... I think we should refer to it as the burnover, not the turnover. He's, he's, he's that good. <laughs> what an engine that guy's got! And did you did you hear Cubby Boy afterwards? Wales is Cubby Boy. Yeah, um, he's been called up, hasn't he? He was asked, "Where were you when Scarlets last made a quarter final?" Um, and Cubby Boy goes, it was, "It was eleven years ago. I, I was fif- I was fifteen. I was probably I was probably underage drinking." <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> let me think. When was their last quarter final? Then eleven years ago. Eleven years ago. That wasn't the one in in Nottingham, was it? Two thousand six. Nottingham. Stephen Jones takes a penalty. No, Tim Stimson takes a penalty. That Bounce, was that's in the city ground at Nottingham. Bounces on one post, then the crossbar, then trickles over, and that's it. Game to Leicester. Was that a quarter final? I think. Well, is the knockout? Is in the knockouts? Yeah. Either quarter or a semi. I think because it's normally at someone's ground in a quarter. Yeah, so that's why it's in the forest in the oh, city ground. In Nottingham. So five, six. Uh... So prior... I, know, I know they beat Bath um, with a Stephen Jones at one point. I don't know if that was a pool game. I'm trying to think. Maybe it would be... Here we go. No. So quarterfinals, it was 2007. Did they go out to, to lose, maybe? They hosted Munster uh, and beat Munster. Oh, did they? Yeah. Beat them 24-15. This was, yeah, so they then went through to the semi-final at Leicester 
at the Walker Stadium. There you Inlet. go. Yeah. Made more news things. Yeah. Uh, and it was, yeah, Stephen Jones kicking for Lanethley and kicking for Tigers was? Tim Stimson. Andy Good. What? Are you sure? <laughs> uh, I can't. Check, check that last one. I can't I can read. Uh, what, one thing from this game I liked. And now people... Hang on a minute. We need to do some further digging on this. Tim, <laughs> um, Tim Simpson was the guy when they won. He kicked the winning points when they when they one of the years when Leicester won it, didn't he? Didn't he? Right. Carry on with the podcast. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. I, I I really like this. So there was one bit of refereeing. Wayne Barnes gets always gets loads of stick. I, I find when you, if you look on Twitter when Wayne Barnes is officiating any game involving a, a Welsh side, they, really? they, they they love to hate him. Okay. On Twitter, it's Twitter, isn't it? Okay, everyone hates everyone. Everyone hates everyone on Twitter. If you tackle someone, so anyway. Right, so he's just had a word with Aaron Shinger and Ken Owens and said too many penalties, blah, blah, blah. But he's also gone, stop shouting at me, right? Just end that. If I say it's that, it's that. And I like that about him. And then, check out what he does. He walks over to Mar Nonu. I'm going to go and speak to him as well. Yeah. But you need to speak to your players about too many penalties now. Okay? 12. Ken Owens chooses not to argue. Let's make it really clear. You come and ask for a yellow card, you get one. Okay, thank Understand? You. Yep. Nice. Oh, there you go. Have that. I like that. Uh, that's, right. that's a, what I was going to say. That's very much like Phil's... Je- Jeopardy thing, yeah. Double, double Jeopardy law. Right. If, if you if you tell me to go to the TMA TMO, I'll go. If you're wrong, you're getting a yellow card. So, I've uh, just been doing a bit bit, bit digging. I found I found the clip of Tim Stimson landing his kick. Two thousand and two. Does that mean <laughs> two thousand two? Yeah, that makes it's a bit older than that one. It is a bit older than that one. A little bit. Mm. Was that was that Tigers versus Lanethley? It was. Yep, yeah. and it was in the city ground. Right, okay. Walker Stadium. Ah. I think. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> how good was that Wayne Barnes? That is very good. That was brilliant. That's how it should be. Yeah. Yes. He 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 re- Wayne Barnes understands and embodies that how how essential it is for the respect the ref. Mm, and he yeah. doesn't tolerate the chops in of which there is more and more and more. Yeah. And the ref yeah. Mike is is highlighting that so I I, I really love that he did that. Um, yeah. Oh, and he was the and it reminded me Wayne Barnes. It was an Australian New Zealand game last year. Do you remember? Did you see that Nick Phipps? Nick Phipps screamed, "Surely that was a yellow!" And he reversed the penalty that he just given to Australia. He said, "Right, good penalty." Yeah, love it. Yeah, I like that. I like having that. Uh, however, you want to use it, but I assume that falls under like unsporting conduct. And you can just... It gives the referees a bit of... You do what you want when you ref. Yeah, it gives the referees a bit of flexibility Although, to Although, I guarantee Wayne Barnes, as cool as he is, is not as much fun as JP Doyle, who is brilliant <laughs> on the beers. <laughs> he was good fun One on the One of the most fun p- people in the entire pub on the beers. Um, <laughs> Wayne Barnes is a good guy. No, I'm, I'm sure he is. <laughs> but he's not going to be as much fun as JP Doyle on the beers. They're, they're bo- <laughs> guarantee. They're, they're both top. Well, there's only one we find out. <laughs> they're both top. Cool. I'll, go, I'll, I'll go for a drink with um, with Wayne the two Bonds of them. and I'll get a little scorecard out and we'll see see where we go. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, um, listen, when we come back in just a second, JP is going to be using his new mantra again and again, I'm sure. Downfall 2018. Might get mentioned after this quick message. Welcome back. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. We've rounded up the European Champions Cup round six. We know the quarterfinalists. We're going to get into the quarterfinal matchups in a little bit, but let's take a break and look at the international squads with the Six Nations just a couple of weeks away. Yeah. You can get really excited about this. It's, it's, it is the most wonderful time of the year, isn't it? Um, it it's better than the autumn. No, I six think nations. better. No, Six, no, nations, six is, nations is six better. Six Nations is, is better in terms of the competition, maybe. I now prefer the autumn because I get to see the, the smaller nations play and you get these... These funny combinations of weekends and games and all sorts. You do still get the smaller nations because you get the... Uh, yeah, the regional... Two... Com- oh, yeah. We, by the way, boys, we've been invited to um, a competition. Do you want to know which one it is? Yes. The tier 2 nation. It's a tier 2 co- com- competition. Tier 2 competition. Yeah. 
Well, we've, I, already I, got, we've already got our tier two tour going to the tier I, two six nations. I've actually already accepted the offer for you. Uh, <laughs> it's very good of you. It's okay. We'll probably do it. Uh, Pacific Nations Cup. Pacific Nations Cup? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where's it being played? Uh, I think there'll be a couple of games in Fiji and uh, places like that. When? Uh, next next year is when I think we should go. Because it's going to be pretty... When you say been invited, what does that mean? By, if uh, someone's saying, hey, listen, I've spoken to Qantas and... Uh, <laughs> uh, by someone at one of the unions well listen this is actually a perfect time for us just to take a little break here because we've we've done it again we've we've run into a marathon podcast and most people's commute is nowhere near as long as this podcast is going to be how do you what about we just take a little break right now we'll jump onto podcast number two when i reckon jb's new favorite mantra might get dusted off hashtag downfall 2018 yeah that one that's the one what other mantras has jb got hashtag l LTBT. Yeah, LTBP. I can't remember now. LTBP. <laughs> LGBT. No, no. Uh, no, no, you're, you're, you're not. It's oh, not no, there's ma- nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my best friends. <laughs> right. Uh, so we will, uh, yeah, this is the end of this podcast. Thank you for listening. But just to make it manageable and in two nice-sized chunks rather than one incredibly mammoth podcast, uh, we're going to hop to part B when we will be talking about the international squads doing the quarterfinal matchups for the Champions Cup and JB will be telling us again why England's wheels are coming off their cart um, so thank you very much for listening download the next podcast Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.